0: Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. The mind bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. I am one of your hosts for today, Michael Shields, with your other host for today, Chris Thompson. How are you, Chris?
1: I'm doing great, Mike. Great to be here once again.
0: Um, just before we dive right in just a reminder that uh welcome to the party pal is part of the osiris media group go to osirispod.com check out the vast array of arts and culture and music podcasts they have to offer a whole bunch of new ones coming your way chris you're gonna love this one i'm excited about it um it's called it's a it's a fiction podcast called sugar maple um the writer behind the visionaries um a.r Moxon. um He's, he's worked with the team over at Osiris writing this fiction podcast. I heard it's awesome. I think Fred Savage is doing one of the voices uh, for it. It's It's got a lot of good pedigree behind it. It should be awesome. But anyways, OsirisPod.com. Today, we, uh, we're we here to dig into something pretty wild. It's the Korean, Korean survival drama where 456 people, all with serious debt issues, compete in six children's games over six days to win thirty-eight million dollars. The nine episode thriller was written and directed by Huang Dong Yut. And it's become quite a phenomenon. Um, and that's I think what we're gonna dig into mostly today. Let's 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 figure out why exactly it is uh, the phenomenon that it is and you know what is so special. Why is it so popular? And you know, I know you were taken to this. It's it's you know word of mouth is really been the, the the force behind its popularity and and you know uh, you're the person that reached out right away and you're like you know have you seen squid game you have to see squid game so what uh, what drew you in what was the appeal for you personally before we talk about its bigger uh, you know uh, clutch on, on the whole
1: world really you know I I, I would say I got drawn in because of the success of the previous show which actually you've done the episode on before which is Alice in Borderlands mm. you know and and I I really enjoyed sort of that style of uh, television and so I, I was already I think hooked into sort of like some of the new content coming out of Asia and so um I, and I know that Netflix is doing a big push into into getting new um worldwide um audiences you know and bringing in new content so basically it, it was born out of that show and then just um honestly when, when it came up just the, the visuals are pretty arresting I was just like wow what is this and I read the descriptions and it was just like um Hundreds of cash-strapped players accept a strange invitation to compete in children's games, but inside, this tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes. I'm just like, wow, this sounds like it sounds incredible. So for me, it was just like an intriguing storyline, and then coming off the success of the previous shows Netflix have done, um, really drew me in.
0: Yeah, uh, if anyone hasn't seen Alice in Borderland and is here because they like Squid Game, really check it out. It's got a lot of parallels there. Um, and I just I thought that was tremendous as well um, yeah. to, speak to the popularity. I mean, this is the number one show uh, in 90 countries, and it's on its way to becoming Netflix's most watched show ever. Netflix numbers are a little shady. However, like they uh, they're not independently verified. We just kind of have to take their word on it, um, you know, but uh, as you know, just to speak to its popularity as of October 4th, the hashtag squid game on TikTok has been viewed 22.8 billion times. I mean, this wow. is this is something that uh, people are really, really talking about it. Um, you know, it's it's like I said, word of mouth, really, you know, just people saying, just check this out. I think people love the idea when there's a, a, a bigger conversation going on around a show. And I feel like we haven't had that in a minute. Game of Thrones was something that really did that, where, right. you know, you felt like you were watching it with everybody. And that's really what's going on. Here, it's one of those things i think a lot of people don't uh don't want to miss out and you know want in on that conversation so word of mouth's a big thing um you know it's got a whole lot of meme fodder there the games are captivating just the uh that's i think what really kept me coming back and excited about each ensuing episode i'm like what's what's the next game what are they gonna do yeah. and as perverted and, and, and violent and disturbing at times as they are i was very intrigued of, of you know, what's next, what's going to go on. Um, you know, it is important to note, and you've, you, you kind of alluded to it, that, you know, non, non-English shows are gaining a lot of steam right now. Um, it, just throughout the world, which I think is fantastic. It's, it introduces us to other cultures and other, other storytellers, not just from here. Um, and, you know, just for Netflix, Lupin was a big one. Money heights was a big one. And this one. Yeah has just really, really taking off. And, you know, also Netflix's ability to just pump it out, um, you know, roll out the show, uh, uh, you know, across the world, have it dubbed and, and, and subtitles internationally all at once. And just, it's, 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 it's crazy. It is really, really um, blown up, which is wild too, because it's one of those ones that's not based on any pre-existing intellectual property. I mean, this is a novel idea by this, by this writer and he, you know, what a story he told.
1: Yeah, you know, it, 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 just speaking of Netflix in general and sort of taking risks on overseas productions, I, I, I read an article um, that talked about the, C, the co-CEO of Netflix, Ted, uh, I think his name's Serrandos, I think his name yeah, is, but um, he says that Netflix is looking for more successes overseas. And, um, you know, he, he said basically to uh, paraphrase him was like, you know, the exciting thing for him was, would be if, um, you know, the next stranger things came from outside America, yeah, you know, that's it's that sort of like their big push right now. And historically nothing of that scale has really come outside of Hollywood. So mm-hmm. I think for yeah. them to be able to like, you know, um, see, you know, with this writer director, Huang Dong-hyuk, you know, the talent in this show and the potential in it after it being rejected so many times, then to take a chance on it. And then now to see it sort of surpass even like their previous successes. I, I, I remember when, uh, Sandra Bullock and Bird Box. Remember that movie? You yep. know, it was a bird box. I that think it was. Phenomenon. Yeah. Yeah. That was a huge phenomenon. That was like their biggest one. And now like, you know, but that came out of Hollywood, just seeing this success come from, you know, outside the domestic in the United States was, I'm, I'm really excited about that because I think there's a lot of great content out there that, um, we don't get to see, you know, I'm, I'm a big fran- fan of sort of BBC and like some of the British crime dramas. I'm, Same. I love it. Netflix Same. has those, you know, I, I've been enjoying some of the more, um, um, some of the stuff coming out of uh, Korea a lot. Um, there's some really good stuff. So I'm excited for more of this, you know? And I think that if this sets the stage for Netflix investing more in um, overseas productions, I, I think it's a great table to be set. And I look forward to more of these productions. Yeah, I think, I,
0: think, I think they really will. I think that will lead to, yeah. to them investing and looking and giving more people a shot. And like they, they gave, uh, you know, playing this a lot of creative control. I know you were inspired by his story as well. You were sending me... Yeah. A couple of links too because I mean this story that that he wrote it was rejected and I think it was a decade before you know he was able yeah. to to bring it to the table and get it made and that's you know that's incredible it's it's that
1: that yeah I mean to- as a writer he had to sell his computer to pay like his bills and he's, yep. it's like cutting off your hands if you're an artist you know like so he had to like sell his computer to pay his bills because he was just struggling and you know he I, he talks a lot about how this story was based on his own economic struggles in his early life you know it definitely like the very prominent issue in South Korea of class disparity and sort of um so you know um the fact that he was able to write this direct all the episodes and then it being picked up by Netflix to become like this you know international sensation I think is is really amazing. And I, I think that goes to show that if you persevere and keep trying, you know, at things, you know, um, you can ultimately succeed. Um, it's cool but I, I also really like, yeah, it's crazy. Surprising. And I really like how um, he chose to have this narrative of Korean games in the show. You know, I'm sure we can build it more into this, but, you know, I think there's kind of this irony to it because when you're a child, you play all these games and there's zero consequences, you know, you can just win or lose and Go to bed, wake up the next day and win or lose again. It doesn't really change anything, you know? But um, you know, the consequences are so important in these childhood games in this show when and people's lives are at stake. So it's sort of like this way of kind of flipping it on his head and sort of showing like, you know, this other side of things as sort of when you're a child, you're sort of like, you know, everything's just so simple and there aren't consequences. And now like, you know, um it's so different becoming an adult. And so I think I think there's a nice sort of um um sort of balance there of sort of, you know, um. Uh, being young and being old and sort of like what comes with the responsibility and everything and how you can get out of it and maybe want to return to those childlike days.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as we found out at the end and then we'll we'll get into the finale, but uh, yeah, there's a sense of nostalgia for the guy behind it and and just, you know, kind of wanted to relive some of the feelings that he had back in the day. But it's really, I'm glad you mentioned that about these, you know, innocent child games being, you know, perverted in this way to something that's so deadly and dangerous. But, you know, it, it is you know the desperation that he writ into this story that that you know was something that he experienced is is part of the big appeal to it here and it, it, personally speaking i mean what this show says about society is 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 very important and and you know i mean we are it 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 has some deeper ideas present um you know besides this just you know going you know being used by these billionaires to for their fun and everything i mean it is it is talking about income inequality and the desperation that's born of it. Um, You know, I mean, even, you know, there's, you, you learn the stories of what each person, you know, why they are desperate. And, you know, uh, you know, the pickpocket, who was just amazing. um, 067, um, Ho Yun Jung. um, She's just, she's, she was awesome. Um, But her, uh, uh, you know, she was in there into the game because she was trying to reunite her family there was you know border issues and you know and and it did you know it even went so far as to talk about you know in the its conclude moments how you know money really didn't buy happiness for this guy and and you know the the old man at the end he's 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 you know this is something he him and his friends who just you know were you know even though they were so wealthy they were you know didn't have They weren't content in life, you know, and it really it also it's it really explores the perversion of the human mind a little bit. I mean, these I mean, what these people were doing for kicks is just so, so disturbing. And what these billionaires were doing, playing with life at this point, it's it's pretty sick. But there is, you know, outside of the games and, and some of the fun and, you know, everything else. There's some deeper ideas here that really, really speak to the moment. And that's important.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. You know, it's been about two weeks since I finished the show and it definitely has not left my mind ever since. Um, You know, I think the acting is phenomenal and the storylines and the concepts, I mean, you know, they evoke these emotions in me that I've never experienced in a show before. Um, You know, and I think this show is just a true force and it's definitely like a bold new leap forward for television. Um, You know, I I think it's emotional. Um, Mm -hmm. It's at times comedic, Um, it's dramatic. It finds you rooting for unlikely characters, you know, um, sometimes like you know, the anti-hero kind of trope, you know, but it all it also does, you know, expert commentary on everyday issues of wealth and inequality, you know. Um, you know, and I, I kind of got me thinking, I was wondering, like, you know, you know, 10 years ago, probably this this wouldn't gotten made and it wasn't made, you know. But with the rise of the COVID-19 pandemic, you know, in 2000 and 2021. You know the economic disparity between the classes, I think, especially in in South Korea, are so extreme now that I think it just creates sort of a perfect storm for this story to be made because people can actually relate now, you know, outside the violence, but you know, and all and, and the death, but I think just the desperation. And I, I think that's gripping a lot of economies and a lot of countries in the world right now. So in some way the, the timing is kind of right for this show you know, once you subtract the death and the gore and the blood and all that stuff and the violence and sort of the dehumanization of people. Mm-hmm. But when you start to peel that away and get sort of the underlying message, I, I think there's a lot of good stuff there to impact. And I, I think that it is really um, illustrative of some of the issues that our society as a whole are dealing with right now.
0: Yeah, I feel like we're gonna, you know, these stories are going to be continued to be told. I mean, another Korean uh, made um, product, I mean, Parasite had, had you know, s- similar themes in it too. And, you know we're seeing that play out in this country and seeing more art that that speaks to these um you know uh, income inequalities that just keep growing and growing in just a crazy crazy way that's um there's some clever storytelling um turns that i want to speak to a little bit just because this is um you know when the game started in episode one usually when that's the case when you get these um characters together in in a situation like that and this is a great storytelling tool like i mean loss is a perfect example you have a situation that brings them all together that they share this you know unique experience to but their backstories come into play so you learn all the different characters backstories and they did it through flashbacks in that case and you know we see it in a lot of different shows today i mean even what like nine strangers or white lotus where you just take different people from different places and put them in you know a situation together and we learn about them and how their backstory contributes to how they react in this current situation um, so it's it's a great tool to use but what was so interesting to me is that at the end of once they got in the game in episode 2 they go home like i did not see that like that's that was very like surprising to me usually like you're when you're in the game it begins and then you go from there then you learn but that was impressive too because that was a way you know, because I it, it, I got to really, these characters grew on me quick. And, you know, I, I was rooting for them, you know, by the end of episode two. And a lot of it was, was because of that episode where you got to go back, learn about their desperation, learn about what their family situation was, learn more about them. And it was interesting that that episode was named Hell. Mm-hmm. And that is, you know, there's a lot of, you could look at it a bunch of different ways, but one way I look at it is that, you know, that's a description that the the world they were living in was hell, and like this game, as disturbing as it was, um, you know, it offered some uh, hope. It offered a, a chance at, at 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 a different life, and like that's you know that's what drew them back into it. You know, it's it's that structure of that that this this twisted game is still had appeal because they they were living in a hell already and i thought that was absolutely fascinating
1: yeah i i really enjoyed that too because it it makes you think like they just survived this game red light green light where you know over half the players were were killed you know i mean just violently killed and in a high stress situation and then they vote to leave but the deciding vote to send them home is player zero zero one the yeah. guy who at the end is fucking in and all, in and all of it. So it's just like, it just, it's, it's incredible. to just like, you know, just the twists and turns of the show. And when you finish it, you can go back and like revisit the episodes, knowing that information. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it was just, when you think about it, they had just survived hell, but there was a, a worse hell waiting for them Definitely. back home in reality, because that's ultimately drove them to this, do this in the first place, because they're so desperate. And I, I feel like the level of desperation, maybe that they're portraying, in south korea it's kind of different from what we experience here maybe united states because i just feel like it's just the economy and the culture and like the the system of sort of inequality is so different you know that it's you know it, it's it's you know i could be like well i would never do that but you know i wasn't raised in south korea so i have no idea i don't know about the pressures societal pressures the economic pressures the, the traditional pressures you know so i mean it it, it makes sense to me when you just sort of see these people sort of living in like these apartments below other apartments, and just struggling to go by, and eating dry ramen, and trying to just scrape the, enough money to buy a yeah. bottle of sake or something like that. So I mean, it, it's I can understand the hell, you know. And a lot of them are facing embarrassment and ruin, mm-hmm. and you know, just sort of just the loss of a lifestyle that they became accustomed to. So I, I I can sort of sympathize a little bit in sort of how terrible a life outside of playing a game of death. be worse sometimes you know
0: yeah absolutely i mean fortunately you know you or i have haven't you know reached any level of desperation like that And but you do think like you know uh this is kind of the thought behind it i mean you think you know what what would it take to be there and then another thing is once they get in there and i think this is a real appeal these shows just seeing how these people um react in these games how ordinary people who are desperate who are put in there how they react and also how um you know, their, their individual talents and backstories lend to how they, how they react in the game and, and then how the game changes them. And, you know, you know, it takes a lot of, takes a lot to remain good in such a bad situation like that. and 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 it just, you could watch, you know, certain people just, you know, go, go straight to, you know, like straight to, you know, evil and, and, but others just hold on as long as they can and, and get together. And it just, it makes you think what, what would you do? What would you do when you're in there?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, if you're a gangster on the run, I mean, you have terminal brain cancer. You want to, you need money to smuggle your parents. You can just see them again. You know, I mean, you're trying to run from the law because you attacked his boss from withholding wage. I mean, like all these things are like, they're terrible and waiting for you, but are they worse than death, you know, the potential to die or win? Like it's just, it's this balancing act. And when you sort of put up against the wall, sometimes, you know, you make the other decision and you choose a chance at winning. Versus a lot of chances at dying, you know, because yeah. sometimes, you know, at, 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 like not, you know, uh, not dying and not winning is a fate is a fate worse than death, which is, yeah. you know, which is living with the, the, you know, the fallout from your, from your actions, you know, yeah. so. Um,
0: another, uh, another turn or, or, or you know, a story choice um, that I, I thought was really interesting. I, I loved following the police officer um, as he gained kind of back access to it and, there's a lot of good drama um, created from that. And just, you know, but I always thought he would get out. And when he did get out that this thing would be exposed. You, you, you know, you always picture, you know, whether it's like the end of the running man or something, but you know, the end of these films usually ends up with like the place getting raided and maybe they're all gone or whatever, but like him just, you know, his, his journey being all for naught. I was like, damn, all right. (laughs) I didn't know. I mean, I mean,
1: I, I feel like he's a, he's a, um, an echo of who he used to be before mm. that. I mean, he's mm-hmm. been through the ringer that in a way that none of us could ever imagine. And I don't, I don't think he's fundamentally the same person anymore. I mean, you see, he's not even spending the money he has. He probably considers the money is just blood money, and you know, he doesn't want to touch it. But you know, it, it gets me thinking: like, how many Squid Games have been played previous to this Squid Game? Great question. Uh, where all are the other Squid Games all over the world? So I mean, like, w- what what is he tapped into here, and is this new? Um, fiery, pink, redheaded version of our original characters are going to come down and take the whole system down. You know, I'm, you know, I'm very curious about that.
0: Yeah, that's a good uh, question. Like the bigger, bigger picture behind this, and like that's, yeah. I mean, you know, it seems like it's not confirmed yet about a second season. There's no way they're not doing a second season. <laughs> popularity, <laughs> there, not a chance. But you can't I mean, just walk this, away not, from that. We learned very little about the uh, the the working systems behind this, and then exactly how big it can be and, you know, what, what the, you know, the ring that, that, that harvests all this. I mean, think about what it takes to, to put this together with having like the teams yeah. and, and then, you know, all these gameplays plays on this Island. The island is really, really cool. That's something we should speak on real quick is uh visually, I mean, right when I, um you know, it, it, you know, you, you mentioned it to me, I looked at, I looked it up and see a picture of like the game room kind of like the MC Escher, like stairway. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm in yeah. like, look at, look at this. This looks really Really cool. So the gameplay room was really fantastic. I mean, the robot doll uh, from Green Light Red Light was like just awesome. Even the the masked, uh with the shapes on them, kind of like the PlayStation uh, controller shapes. Um, everything about it, there was it was it was you know a familiar type future futuristic dystopian thing, but also you know felt novel and, and fresh in a different way visually. You uh, you were taken by it as well.
1: Oh yeah, the costume and set design was phenomenal. I, I just think that um, Netflix did a great job of emphasizing the visuals, um, and just sort of bringing in like uh, just color and um, just a lot of it, color. It popped. Even even like the 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 complex connective structure between the arena the dorm the administrator's office you know it kind of really felt like like it was like an ant colony or something like that so i just felt like it was really cool you sort of like you were never outside you were always sort of going through these tunnels and passageways and doors within doors and going deeper and stuff like that um and then you know i i I did a little bit of research into some of the um costume and set design i think a lot of it was pulled from some of like the sort of um nostalgic aspects of previous years like the 70s 80s the sort of South Korean culture and stuff like that um, you know I, I think the the red leg, green green light girl she was like um, on the cover of Korean textbooks from the 70s and 80s um, oh, wow. you know the, um, the, the clothing like the sportswear you know is, is a specific, specific, specific type of training uh, gear. I think it's called training box, you know? It's Ooh. like this 1970s green sportswear. You say the 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 corridors were drawing inspiration from the fourth dimensional drawing by M.C. Escher. Awesome. Um, you know, so it's just, it's just really cool that they, they really, um you know, and, and then the cost all everyone being in their own groups to eliminate the, ses, the sense of individualness, mm. you know? Everyone had the same, the, everyone was green. Everyone was black in, in, in like a red jumpsuit with like a different triangle or square on your face. There was no real individualism. It had like a real hive mentality too. So I thought that, you know, like ant colony or beehive kind of thing, I thought it was a really, really smart way to sort of organize it all. So, you know, um, besides, you know, as more and more people, people, characters got killed and you started to know more and more the individual characters, there really wasn't a lot to focus on in the first few episodes in terms of characters, which is very different, I think, from most most shows. You sort of, um, you start to understand who the people are and root for them and stuff like that. And a lot of the time, most of the people were kept hidden behind masks, you know, or you just weren't, they weren't around long enough to survive to get to know them, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah so I think overall, just the pacing and the character development and this concept set design was just really um, completely new direction. I loved it.
0: Let me, yeah, same, same here. Let's talk about the finale real quick. Sure. I, I, th- I thought they brought it home. You know, they, uh, in, and it, it, it was really awesome that the game didn't fully break or change um, number four, five, six. I mean, good remained him. In him throughout. I mean, you know, he saved 218 at the end. And even 218, you know, he, you know, as as much as he, you know, took a villainous turn, he had benevolent motives at the end as well. He, he, you know, when he, when he took his life right at the end so that uh, 456 could have the money because, but he wanted his mother to have some of that. He was still looking out for his mom. And that was probably his motivation all the way through. And then, in the finale, we did end up in the room with the old man, which I grew to love that character. And so finding out who he was was pretty wild and why he, he was in the game and, you know, just why that he was a part of it just for just for kicks was crazy. But he plays that last game with him, you know, with the homeless man outside his window and he doesn't think anyone's going to help him. But, you know, at that point, we see humanity, you know, uh, it's it, 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 actually humanity showed signs of being humane. In that moment, and so that that was that was, you know, when someone helped that homeless um, drunk out there, and that was that was something they were showing, like throughout all this, through all this pain, through all this like struggle here, um, you know, th- th- there's look for the good kind of thing that yeah. old Mr. Rogers said. You're gonna see it. There's good exists in 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 even these really terrible moments, and that was cool to see because there's a lot of darkness, there's a lot of death in this show. It's 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 there was i mean i'm you know, i'm pretty desensitized to violence at this yeah. point and there was some ones i mean when they're getting pulled off the tug of war thing when they're all dropping to their death at once um, that was that was crushing like it's hard to, to watch yeah hard to watch some of just these you know yeah, just bullets going right at these guys the uh it, what was your favorite game let me ask you that What was your favorite game
1: you know i i i, I gotta say I, I think my favorite game was the one with the um they're called dalgana the little shapes yeah the, yeah, the candy shapes, you know? shapes
0: right Yeah, Yeah,
1: because I mean, it just the juxtaposition of having to be so intense and so careful and so delicate with someone getting their brains blown out inches from you and you could be next. And then knowing you have a time limit and then knowing that you picked the umbrella instead of the circle, but you had no idea which one to pick. I mean, I just felt like, you know, it was just so intense and it was such a bright and playful and like um childlike set it was just it was so happy and positive and there was just so much death going on and so much stress and anxiety i mean like you know i, I suffer from anxiety myself and that was a hard episode to watch just imagine myself in a situation know how anxious i would be just trying to do that um so yeah i think that was my favorite episode how about for
0: you i'd say i loved it i yeah. thought it was so tense watching him try to try to uh you know, chip away around the umbrella, and just with everything going on around him, I thought that was fantastic. Um, yeah, and then I, I did love the tug of war game. I thought that was just just wild, and it was mostly visually, which I love, like going yeah. up. And it was it was done so high, and just in a, in a really really cool and different different way. Um, so it, you know, I'm sure you might be. I don't know if you're seeing this out there, but there's a there's there's a lot of discussion right now about the subtitles, and it is, it is something that I think. You know, it's sure. important to talk about when we're talking about um, you know uh, not English shows and then about this show just because in when you know in, I, I watch with subtitles I think that's the only way to do it instead of the dubbed takes a lot of, a lot away from it but I mean there's there's a lot of nuance in language and it's being pointed out there's that there is a lot of inaccuracies um, a great deal that's lost in translation here you know some of the meanings of the scenes are changed by, some of these um you know uh, uh translations that aren't aren't doing well there's a there's a comedian and and a, a podcast host um i think it's youngmi Mayer. um she's at ym mayor m-a-y-e-r on twitter and tiktok who's really broke down um some of these some of these you know issues as she sees it speaking korean and um You know, it's, I understand the challenge to to pump it out to like all these different great, uh, you know, countries and everything. But I mean, really important cultural references are lost. And I, I, you know, she was describing it and it's worth checking out. I don't know if you have, Chris, but uh, it's worth checking out because I mean, she was pointing out things that change the meaning of, you know, uh, uh, scenes fully or or character intentions in a major way. So I just wanted to point that out because I think it's, interesting and worth looking into about how you know some some of these characters um you know w- w- weren't portrayed uh to americans in in the way that they were, the intent was there for
1: yeah i mean I, I language is difficult man i mean you know when you try to translate something else i mean it's just always I, it's more of an art form i think you yeah, know and yeah. I, I, I i i do know that the voice actors they were Korean and asian descent i think which probably helped with the correcting you know the mistranslations but still i mean i yeah i, I I've had read some of her translations and saying that, you know, um, there's one where a caption says like, I'm not a genius, but I still got it, but I still got it work out. And then, mm-hmm. but she actually says, was well, I'm very smart. I just never got a chance to study. So I, I know like some things were changed drastically and I, I really don't know how to address that as such as to call it out and just keep a dialogue going. You know, yeah. I mean, it, I, did, I I've watched a lot of shows on Netflix that, are from russia or from you know germany or you know from the netherlands like that and, and now coming from asia and stuff like that in korea and i have gone back and watched certain episodes both ways with and without the subtitles and i've noticed that things are different and it does sometimes change my interpretation of what's going on or like you know like when, when you're watching english subtitles you no know, when you're watching english overdubs with english subtitles and they don't, they don't say the same thing you know some, yeah. I do that sometimes to see like what's going on and so, so, there definitely, I think needs to be more work done in terms of sort of being more cohesive and actually getting the storytelling going. But I, I know this has been a struggle in storytelling for generations, trying to like translate some yeah. of the great Russian works into English. You know, as some of the, you know, some of the, it, it, there's always going to be something lost. Mm-hmm. But you know, as long as you're not going into it with bad intentions, you know. I yeah, know, I, I just, I just hope that intent. you
0: know, as as you know, the the international television community becomes more of an international television community, right. which I think is great. It's it's. Forget about this nationalism. Let's 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 talk about everybody's stories, let's break down these borders a little bit and, and find out what everyone's up to. But I hope they really focus on it. And, you know, because there's actually machines that do it in some ways. And, you know, right. that's obviously going to lose nuance. I hope you mentioned it being an art form. And I love that you should really have people who are, you know, uh, study linguistics and, and really get in there and try to get this right. So we're sharing the correct stories and sharing these important cultural references with each other and yeah. teaching each other. And it just, yeah. that, that's, it's important.
1: And plus, I mean, you need to honor the original work and you need to that honor too. the actors acting too, on it too. That's so true. I mean, like sometimes, I, I mean, I, I don't want to use this connection, but I mean, let, let, let's say, I don't know who it is, but there, there's some, you know, a um, Robert De Niro of South Korea, whoever that actor right. is, like his counterpart, you know, right. I mean, he could probably, um you know, put his own spin on it and, and change some of the words. But if the if the overdubber is reading off from a script, it's going to totally ruin that sort of passion there and that sort of going in a direction. So I mean, I understand it's difficult. It always is. And like I said, it, it's it's incredibly hard. But um you know, I, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm glad they're trying. You I'm know? glad I mean, they're trying so exactly. Glad.
0: And I'm just I'm glad to be getting a hold of these different stories from different people all over the world. I I just I just love it. You know and. And it's 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 this phenomenon is is truly truly wild. I mean, I just you know doing a little bit of research, as as I'm sure you did. I mean, it was crazy the stories I was coming upon. It was the um, one of the business cards. That you initially see with the with the shapes on it had a phone number on it that turned out to be re- real. Oh, really? Um, and it's a South Korean woman named um, Hannah Kim, I believe. But her phone just was blowing up; like she was getting like a call a second for a while. So that wasn't intentional. That it, was, it just was a- not intentional. <laughs> I think I know they were going to try to go back and erase it yeah. or something like yeah. that. But I was just I was coming upon all these fun, different thoughts and ideas. I think we're going to be seeing memes and and videos about this for a long time. It really just right. it it it. it It's fascinating to watch it it just take over, and it's you know even my ten year old daughter's now asking me, you know, Dad, have you seen Squid Game? She wants a piece of it, and I'm holding back of the violence there. But um, you know, to to bring us home, I mean, like like we said, there's got to be a season two here. They, you know, these the powers that be aren't gonna aren't gonna let this slide. But also, the story lent itself to that. There was loose ends at the end. Um, You know, he chose not to board that plane. To see his daughter in the U.S. after learning there was another iteration of the game being held, and so he was obviously, you know, he was he was going to do something about it. I, you know, I'd, I'd love to see if there's more investigation from people. Uh, you know, the like the police officer that's going to, you know, find. You know, I lo- I really do want to see what people would think. The bigger world would would think of this, or you know, it, it's it, it makes me wonder too if people. You know, like Running Man, when, when people like were watching the show, I feel like there's there's like a, a, a it, it, there's almost like an audience for these bloodlust games right. that, that could be tapped. There's a lot of different directions it could go yeah. into. And um, I know the uh, showrunner, the writer and director, he's working on a movie now. It's called uh, KO Club. So he's a little bit, um, you know, focused on that. But I could see this coming back. you have any thoughts about a, a season two of this?
1: Yeah, you know, in, when you were just mentioning that, like, sort of like you know, past inspirations, it reminded me, it reminded me of a Black Mirror episode. You remember that? Like, this woman, these people, like, like they keep, they keep reliving this thing over and over again. Like, this woman wakes up in like a living room, and like she doesn't know what's going on. And there's a whole, there's a whole audience in like this town watching her, sort of like, like, trying to get murdered by people, you know. And so I feel like, you know, it, it, there's and like you said, like the movie Running Man with Arnold Schwarzenegger from like the eighties, you know, which I saw as a child, you know. Um, um r-rated movie but a fantastic sort of first foray into that i feel like this has been done many times over Not, maybe as this extreme yeah where it's sort of you know it's available in 90 countries and subtitled in 31 languages and dubbed in 13 i mean like i, I don't think like any shows had this reach before and i don't think a world has been dialed in as this world is sort of you know in terms of like a global kind of um citizenry so um i think the potential for these kind of shows to be successful is already there um yeah. just, whether or not the storytelling and the uh, um just the production of showrunning is up to the quality you know I, I must say at the end i i i did like that classic shot where it's filmed from behind and you, you you don't see the actor's face you just see the phone and you hear them talking into it and sort of like face to black after that i, I just love oh. there's so much power in that kind of cliffhanger because yeah. it's it's happened in movies before you know and i just love it when it ends like that because you can't read the emotion so you sort of have the scene set the the stage for the next um next iteration and i i feel like if there's going to be a season two it's probably going to be just as amazing if not better
0: yeah it's just as intense and you know they're going to up these games in the blood we've
1: already already been through season one so i mean i I don't know i mean
0: you know i'm I'm hoping it's not too soon i need a little bit of a breather but yeah the um the the voyeurism thing's really intense though because you know You think about the the blood bloodlust, and you know, just people watching these 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 things, and you know, it's it, it does speak to the darker side of human nature to, to yeah. the root of these things. But then, you know, you kind of get meta with it, and you're like, why am I watching this? You know, like, and like, you like understand why they would the appeal for them to watch these humans eat yeah. like this because I find it appealing from the outside, and it's just a lot to chew on here, and that's that's why it was fun to talk about here. I mean, oh, not only was it was it. You know an interesting show and it's great to break down the phenomenon but there there was there was deeper ideas present that were that were you know worthy of of discussion here so i'm glad glad we talked about it we had to it's good game is oh, a good game's a big deal so chris uh any last thoughts or anything to leave us with
1: and i mean any show that you know causes me to stop and sort of question myself and my you know place in society and like why am i even interested in this it makes me evaluate sort of who i am as a person and sort of like what my ethics are and what my interests are is a good show to me you know so it's a show that got me thinking it's kept me thinking it captured my curiosity in a strange new way i've never been sort of curious about a show before and that's something that i'm going to sort of reflect on a bit more but um yeah i mean it's just all around great job
0: yeah totally yeah totally so we'll see uh well season two will come come at us at some point but uh thank you chris and uh Thank you, everyone out there, for joining the party once again. Osiris.
1: This podcast is In The Loop, the Legion of Osiris Podcasts. OSIRIS is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love.
0: Get in the loop at osirispod.com.